Welcome back, everybody, to the Gaming Careers Podcast, a weekly live stream covering all of the news from the live streaming and content creation industry. On today's episode, we'll be chatting about the whole Streamlabs drama. I mean, is it is it really just drama? It's more of a disaster or a catastrophe, I would say. A lesson on what not to do is one of the biggest names in the streaming world. Anyway, whatever you want to call it, we'll be discussing it in great detail, along with, as usual, all the other streaming and content creation industry news. For any new watchers and listeners, this is a live show we do every Monday here on YouTube, so please do feel free to join in the chat. Let us know your thoughts on the topics that we're discussing, and if you haven't yet hit that like button, do us a favour and give us a thumbs up so YouTube helps push this show out to more people. Ben, we're at this rate going to run out of faces for our thumbnails if every single week we have news to cover from a major company in this space messing up in some unimaginable way. But before we get to that, how are you, mate? (laughs) <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, we're going to be using a lot of the disappointed face thumbnail image, I believe, <laughs> as we're going through here. Hopefully not too much more, but I'm great. Uh, Halo came out last week, surprisingly, uh, which I've been playing a lot of and we're talking about a little bit later today, in addition to all the Streamlabs. Good drama, but uh, loving it so far. How about you, Pete? I've been, how you been in the past week or so? Yeah, I've been good. I mean, this this news sort of took over the majority of last week and, and the weekend. Um so it's been really interesting. I've been able to have like conversations with a lot of people about it. And it's been weird how many people have like kept quiet about issues and now have felt, you know, that they can open up about it all. But we'll get on to that as we usually do with this uh, with this live show. We save the big news for the final topic so we can really dive into it. We'll do a quick recap on previous week's news and any updates that we've seen on that and uh, just cover a few little tidbits from the industry. Like Ben mentioned, there's some stats that we're going to look at from these new FPS games that have come out, um, and then obviously getting to the meat and bones at the end. So Ben, let's start off with our first topic, which is to do with what we talked about, I think, last episode, um, with YouTube removing the dislike counter. So do you want to introduce this? Sure, yeah. I think we kind of capped off last week's podcast talking about this, uh, the removal of the dislike counter on YouTube. Basically, what happened is YouTuber's co-founder came out and was criticizing the dislike uh, removal decision in terms of the, the counter. In he, he altered the description of his first YouTube video to kind of share a statement on it. It's a pretty lengthy statement here, just talking through his thoughts on the removal of it and why he doesn't think it was a good decision. Um, so this is kind of interesting to see. It's kind of towards the tail end, I think, of the discussion of the removal, but really interesting to see that even the you know, the co-founder of YouTube disagrees with the decision is kind of telling for um, where the management has gone sort of and, and what the current management thinks uh, relative to the original founders. B, do you have thoughts on seeing this come out? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think it's so funny that the only way he feels like he can get his voice out on this is to edit the description of the first ever video that was uploaded <laughs> to YouTube. If you've never seen me at the zoo, and if you ever go to a pub quiz, we have those commonly over in the uk we did pre-covid anyway this is the classic question of like when was the first ever video or what was the first ever video uploaded to youtube like you you should just know this if you're in this content creator industry the answer was 2005 and the video title is me at the zoo it's basically one of youtube's co-founder um at the zoo it's it's a it's a really boring video but it is the first video ever uploaded to the platform and this is how he feels he has to talk out and i don't know if that's because he doesn't have a following on twitter or maybe he hates all other platforms that aren't youtube but i did i did find it quite funny that him wanting to speak out about this removal of the dislike counter the only place he felt like he could do that was on his first ever video but it thankfully people are still watching this every day and somebody found it and posted it across to reddit and twitter and other places i mean we spoke at length last week didn't we about 
well, certainly from my point of view, I didn't like the removal of it. And I know that other big creators, we covered uh, Marcus Brownlee has spoken out about how he doesn't want it either. Um, so it's interesting now. It, it seems like a lot of people are against this change and really it's starting to look like YouTube is showing their hand and it's really just to protect brands. I think maybe their argument of protecting creators, um, I just don't believe it because creators can still find their dislikes and still see all of that information. So, And I think comments are a worse area of that anyway. So I think it's to protect mm. brands. And uh, you know, there's been plenty of good examples shared over social media about why dislikes are useful to the viewer. So yeah, I don't know too much about it, but well, we wanted to update everybody didn't we uh on some more news in this yep. space and i don't think we've seen a response from youtube too much yet since all this has come out i expect we might see them respond to it at some point but uh it's still too early or maybe they just won't respond we'll see but the the statement is very interesting and like you said it's interesting that he took this method to talk about it um versus just sending a tweet or something and so it was kind of cool to see the just the OG's view on it um, and how it will change. So we'll see if YouTube responds in the coming weeks or so here. The other thing to note is in this screenshot, Ben, is the, obviously the dislike counter isn't there. <laughs> exactly. This video's got 10 million up, you know, thumbs up, but who knows how many dislikes it's got. It m might be a rubbish video of, of him at the zoo. And I want to watch a good video of him at the zoo, you know? And without that <laughs> information, now. I, I can't work it out. Um, <laughs> all right, some records being broken on Twitch, Ben. You want to cover this? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I think this was last night or it feels like it was recent i guess a couple days ago um i gotta see this name right katamina with two k's uh became the most sub female twitch streamer in history which is pretty amazing um so i think we have stats here as well pulling up the actual sub count coming up to where she's at she's currently at just shy of seventy thousand active subs and is number three overall on the platform only behind xqc and critical role so not only the top female sub streamer, but also just the top three overall most sub streamer right now on Twitch, which is pretty crazy and, and awesome to see records being broken. We touched on Ludwig last year or earlier this year in his whole subathon thing. Um, but this is cool to see another perspective of especially female creators really breaking out on the platform. Yeah. And I mean, w when I see this kind of news, sometimes I'm like, why, why do we have to distinguish that it's a female creator? Um, but at the same time, this is a record that has been broken and we need to try and, you know, make it more normal for females to stream. And there's a massive um, difference in in male to female streamer ratio and male to view female viewer ratio as well. And uh, it's great to see, you know, creators like Katamina, I'll also get the name right, uh, breaking out and being like top three, top three subbed on Twitch right now. And it has been done through a... Um, what do we call them? Sub goals? The, the streams where you get... Subathons. Subathons, that's the name for yeah. it. Yeah. So that's been done through that, but it's also uh, just great to see. And um, maybe one of the names that you wouldn't have predicted, you know, maybe you would have thought Pokimane or, or one of the bigger female Twitch streamers. Um, so yeah, cool to see and worth covering. Uh, there's been some updates for affiliates. Um, I've seen some Twitch partners like complaining about this. And in my head, <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking, this has nothing to do with you being a partner it doesn't matter if affiliates are getting more features closer to partner parity. I just think that's silly, but that's not what we're going to cover. So um, affiliates are getting more emotes. I think the updated count is is nine unlockable tier one emotes and five animated emotes. Um, these have to be unlocked through subscriber points, which is basically how many subscribers you have. So um, someone's done the math for us. You need 50 subscriber points to be able to unlock all nine tier one emotes and five animated emotes. Uh, but that's Great news for affiliates, isn't it? You're going to have a lot more customization on your channel in terms of emotes, um, and especially the upgraded 
animated emotes as well can allow you know your viewers to to hopefully be able to interact with you a little bit better yeah this is really cool especially in tandem with the follower emotes going live for everyone too which is another five on top of this so you have a pretty good roster of emotes you can unlock as a affiliate now and i almost tweeted out you know twitch partners in shambles after this one <laughs> because of the emote thing honestly i mean partners stoked me valuable just because of transcoding until they add that to affiliates which i don't I don't see them adding that to be an affiliate perk just because of server load. Um, so this is a really cool way just to give more incentive to affiliates. Also helps artists out for all the new uh, affiliates looking for emotes to fill those spots. Um, so I honestly, I think this is just a great change. And if if you're a partner who has a problem with it, then I don't know. I, it seems like a petty thing to get worked up about uh, versus some of the other partner perks. Totally agree. And uh, we also have probably the worst quality screenshot ever to bring up. Uh, Twitch <laughs> testing out a a new badge that will appear on your stream when it's an anniversary stream of yours. So whether you've been a partner for a year or two years or an affiliate for a year or two years, this badge will show you next to your name. Minor, minor news. And um, actually, that's not the worst screenshot. That's the worst screenshot to try and pick up. <laughs> Literally about 16 pixels um, enlarged. Uh, but yeah, nice little update. So if you see this badge and you're wondering what it is, it's just somebody's anniversary stream i wonder if they'll do one for your first ever stream anniversary i, I would like to think that they've yeah added a few more think, into that i think that's probably what it is i don't this is still really beta and it's only just testing very limited pools so we'll have to see when it rolls out it's a nice little change i don't think anyone's gonna go crazy for this change but it's just a small thing it feels like twitch has added a lot of small little updates that are slowly kind of aggregating into a bigger rollout this year so that's kind of nice i feel like we haven't had a whole lot of small youtube updates to talk about in in comparison so at least we have a constant stream of new little things that Twitch is trying out. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, ben, this is your area of expertise now. You've got to talk about these new FPS titles that have come out because I haven't played any of them. Oh, and, really? Uh, none of them? No, none yeah. of them. I've kind of followed the news, but um, we've got a little bit of data around them and, and you've got a little bit more that you can share with us. Yeah, so I kind of call this the big three of the new FPS games. I think especially if you're in the US, um, a lot of these are very old FPS games that have now come back with either a sequel or remaster type thing. So Halo, Battlefield, and COD all came out this month with new games. And I was just kind of curious about the viewership on each of them because I think they have all trended differently. Uh, I have Twitch data here. Mostly YouTube is hard to pull. Uh, we do have one stream hatchet graph just showing how insane the viewership was um, during the first day, I think, of Halo coming out and how Doc on YouTube just dominated the viewership um, compared to the Twitch side of things which is pretty interesting. And I, I kind of wonder if that includes like plays after the stream too, or if it's just during it. Um, but either way, crazy amount of watch time, 1.5 million hours watched um, on the launch day of multiplayer, which was last Monday. Um, and then I also threw together this quick little graph just showing the actual viewership trend of all three games. And I'll try to describe this the best I can for audio listeners. Uh, but basically over the last week or so, Halo peaked obviously on Monday and it's it's been trending down a little bit. But it seems like Halo has been sort of the most exciting FPS, I think, so far. Uh, Vanguard, from what I've heard from people, is really kind of not that exciting for a lot of COD players compared to other games. And Battlefield's kind of somewhere in the middle where there's some people who really love playing it and there's a good viewership for it, but then it's not quite the same peak as Halo. So I just think it's super interesting to follow. And I'm, I'm curious to see over the next month which of those three games continues to be the most watched and the most streamed. And it looks like Halo's kind of trending that way right now. But we'll have to kind of see if Battlefield maybe pulls it out longer term. I'm curious if you're in chat, if you guys are playing or watching this any of these games, if you uh, have thoughts on seeing these. And Pete, <laughs> any thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, you've covered it really well. I didn't know you could create your own comparison graphs in Silly Gnome. 
So uh, I just found that out. You caught me by surprise with that. (laughs) I I managed to open it up for the viewers of the stream anyway. Um, I know that Halo had a big esports tournament last night, or I think it did, Mm -hmm. which might explain another big peak that they had um, late last night. Um, But we've also, we've seen, or I've seen on Twitter at least, a lot of people complaining about Battlefield being horrendously buggy. I know that um, Donkey did a video, top of Reddit, this morning um, complaining about the difference between the trailer and the actual gameplay. Uh, but we're not really going to like get into the ins and outs of the games. It's just interesting when these new games launch, how the Twitch viewership fluctuates and different platforms as well. And you saw that, that Doc dominated the space. So yeah, really interesting. It seems like a few people in chat have have played it. Uh, Doc Fox says Vanguard is a middle of the line Call of Duty. Halo is great. Very, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Battlefield 2042 is, as always, buggy on launch and will be made great yep. slowly. So uh, great input there from, from Dot Fox. A um, couple more topics to cover before we dive into the Streamlabs situation. The release of a show on Netflix that I have not seen so much hype about since Squid Game, which was arguably only about three weeks before. But <laughs> in that time, I haven't seen any shows talked about as much as Arcane, um, which for those of you that don't know, um, is a, what do you call this, animated series? I don't want to use yeah. the wrong terminology because I know how much people care about using cartoons and anime in the right ways. Uh, it's an animated series based on the game, or based on the characters from the game League of Legends that has been released on Netflix. And there was a huge premiere event which lots of Twitch streamers went to. And there was also some co-streaming, right? Yeah, that's the thing I think I want to talk about here too is they let anybody co-stream the first episode of the series when it came out, I guess three weeks ago was the first episode. Um, and they also their own premiere event, I think on the riot side, you can watch, uh, on their channel or your favorite influencer and get drops, I think in league and maybe other games too. The, the article you're on has the actual info on the drop stuff, but just the viewership that we saw, especially on the first week of this was insane. It was big at like 1.6, just shy of 1.7 million viewers on Twitch alone, which is pretty crazy from the co-streaming. And then I think. You know, they released three episodes each week and people were still co-streaming it at that time. So it was still getting, you know, two to 300,000 viewers during those streams as well. And I think it's the first time I've seen, especially Netflix, do any sort of co-streaming support with, uh, with Twitch. I know Amazon's done some of the watch party stuff, but um, just the, su- the success of this launch is crazy. And I think we'll probably see more of this coming um, to Netflix and obviously for future seasons of Arcane. They've already confirmed that season two is being made right now. So I'm excited to see kind of what else gets tested in this vein. Yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it. The The fact that this is happening between Netflix and Twitch, I found really interesting because obviously Amazon, what do they call their video platform? Instant video or something like that? Amazon video anyway. You'd understand why they can then have watch parties on Twitch because they're both owned by the same company. But this is the first time we've really seen the ability for streamers to co-stream something from Netflix. I'd imagine you'd get in some pretty serious trouble if you tried to co-stream Squid Game uh, on Twitch or something like that. So it's really cool that big companies like Netflix, and I'm sure Riot had you know, lots to say and recommended to Netflix that they allowed this to happen in terms of making the show go viral and making a hell of a lot of money, I imagine. But it's been so universally well-received. Um, I have friends that play a lot of League of Legends who absolutely love it. I have friends that don't play any video games that have watched it and have ended up loving it just for the the story and the animation. So, yeah, really cool. Um, and hopefully we're going to see more and more events support co-streaming. I'm thinking sports events, you know, document series, these kind of animated series. I think there's scope 
for the launch of them. Anyway, maybe we're just going to see pilot episodes, but it's they're slowly the traditional media are slowly starting to realize how valuable it can be to have big streamers co-streaming an event. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing, even in the marketing, um, I, I was seeing this weekend. Since now the episodes are all out, they were doing a marketing campaign on social with Twitch influencers, kind of talking about the series after watching it. So it was like Pokemon, Tyler One, um, Scara, some other guys that were talking about their thoughts on Arcane, just showing the, some trailers of it and then saying go watch it now. So it's cool to see them also bring influencers into the overall ad campaign for the show. Uh, and again, I think based on the success of this show, it, it can get peaked at number one worldwide, dethroning Squid Game at one point. And I think you have to think that Twitch was part of the success that it had. So I can imagine Netflix is probably looking to do more of this. Obviously, Arcane worked best because it was an, a gaming-related thing for Twitch. But I wouldn't be surprised if they try more series. Uh, I know Dota has their own animation, stuff like that. That really ties into Twitch pretty well. All right. Um, it's time just to quickly thank the sponsor, of the podcast you guys that have listened regularly are going to start to get used to this uh, ad read but we're very proud to be sponsored by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming they've just launched their fourth generation trimmer the lawnmower 4.0 manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology so you can join for four million other men worldwide worldwide who trust manscaped with an exclusive offer just for you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code gaming careers at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code gaming careers at manscaped.com and uh <laughs> we've got to get the ty manscapes in the chat because they're they're the ones that help us enable to do this show weekly and uh, hopefully you know in the in the future we can keep improving this broadcast and you know maybe one day we'll be able to do a live in-person one thanks to these sponsors so thank you very much to manscape for sponsoring this episode let's dive into the big topic ben Streamlab situation where should we start well i think you've done a pretty good job of documenting the entire process so <laughs> i'm sure we can kind of follow your, uh, your, your story of tweets here as we go through today. Um, it, it's a long story that you probably, most of you probably have seen something about over the week because there's been many parts to it. So we'll kind of go through and do our best to tell the whole story here on the show. Um, but basically, it all started with uh, Twitch announcing a partnership with Streamlabs to bring uh, Streamlabs Studio to Xbox, which if you're familiar with Lightstream, is basically the same kind of concept as Lightstream, where you can send your console stream to Streamlabs in this case, and then add things like overlays and widgets and things to your console stream. But the issue is the way that they presented it, um, especially on the landing page, is almost identical to the way, really it is identical to the way that Lightstream sells it on their on their homepage. Uh, Pete, I don't know if you have the tweet of the actual side-by-side <laughs> from yeah. each of the different, yeah, the the options there but this tweet absolutely blew up um what was it? i'm trying to look at the stats on i think it had yeah sixty thousand likes and way more quote tweets and things um so this is really what i would say started the firestorm pete do you agree yeah this is uh, i mean in the end this isn't actually the the biggest controversy but this is definitely what started the fire of companies and, and individuals um sharing their stories of of streamlabs um, I actually covered Light, uh, Lightstream in a, in a video about two and a half years ago um, because I met them at TwitchCon, one of the TwitchCons that I went to maybe three years ago and they had a really cool product. I didn't know anybody else that was doing it. Exactly like you described, a way for 
console streamers to be able to add all those alerts and graphics and webcam borders and overlays onto their gameplay without needing a capture card. So it was really cool and they had like some really unique solutions for managing your stream from a phone so you wouldn't actually ever need a computer like you, you can set it up on a computer and then you don't need that computer ever again because you can manage it all from your phone in terms of swapping scenes uh, and just playing on your console uh when i actually saw the announcement tweet i thought that seems awfully familiar like that's you know similar to Lightstream. and i'm not against companies you know building features that other companies have that's just what happens in this world uh but it wasn't until Lightstream shared this side-by-side screenshot and I'm, I'm really sorry for the people that listen on audio uh, but you have to dive into the link in the description that we'll have on this podcast uh, where you can see the side-by-side of the image because it is a carbon copy and when I say carbon copy every section is the same the headings are the same all the way down to at the bottom they have some testimonials some real testimonials for Lightstream Lightstream is literally one of the greatest things I've ever discovered thank you for so much for making it so easy Streamlabs's version Streamlabs Studio is literally one of the greatest things I've ever discovered. Thank you for making it so easy. Like it's 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 beyond embarrassing, and I cannot understand how somebody <laughs> thought that they could get away with this, or Streamlabs thought they could get away with this. But this is where the whole drama starts. Like you said, that tweet got loads and loads of traction, and then really it was a, a few brands that jumped on board, um, sort of sharing their experience. So the first of those was um, actually before we get to that, Streamlabs did a, did apologize. Uh, this is their apology tweet. I'll read it out. We made a mistake. Text on the landing page was placeholder text that went into production by error. This is our fault. We removed the text as soon as we found out. Our intended version is now live. Lightstream team is great, and we've reached out directly to them to apologize. I mean, this this holds no weight. First of all, <laughs> all of the marketing material that went out along with their tweet had this same copy. So they had a YouTube video, which they since took down, and they had some emails that went out to people that I guess are on one of Streamlabs' emailing lists and it had the had the same copied and pasted uh, copy from from Go Lightstream. But even past that, I don't understand how this is even an apology. This is literally admitting to the fact that they took Lightstream's website and used it as a as a template before hopefully changing <laughs> a few words and sending it live. So even their even their apology as 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 great as it is, I, I feel sorry for the social media team who have to like write this out and they're just getting destroyed by everybody in the comments. But anyway, that was that was Streamlabs' first attempt at an apology. Then other brands started um, sort of adding their weight. Elgato shared uh, a meme of, you know, first time uh, because they have uh, in the past shared their distaste for Streamlabs naming their phone app, which allows you to control various as- aspects of Streamlabs what was called Streamlabs ABS, um, they called it Stream Deck. So it's called Streamlabs Stream Deck. And obviously Elgato have built and been building the Stream Deck for probably half a decade, if not even longer. Um, but I don't think Elgato, I don't, I don't get the, the, the position from Elgato as being like really, really salty. They're just, they just wanted to pile on and yeah. get a good meme out there. The one that really hit fans hard was OBS Studio. Um, have you got all the tweets open? Because I can send this over to you if you want to. You want to take over on the I OBS do. tweet, yeah? Yeah, I've got them pulled it up. Yeah. So after after the Lightstream thing and after Elgato, um, basically what happened was a snowball effect where other brands started speaking out, and OBS was the big one, like Pete said, uh, that came out and said, "I'll just read the tweet off." They said, "Near the launch of Slobs, which is Streamlabs OBS software, uh, Streamlabs reached out to us about using the OBS name. We kindly asked them not to." They did so anyway and followed up by filing a trademark. 
We've tried to sort this out in private and they have been uncooperative at every turn. So this was huge because OBS is obviously kind of like the grandfather of all streaming software. And I, I think most people's probably favorite streaming software that really was crazy to see the, the disconnect between slobs and OBS. Um, and there was a ton of reaction to this. I think one of the biggest things was people not realizing that Streamlabs and OBS did not create a partnership to create slobs. It was really just Streamlabs going out to make it and then naming it based off of OBS. Um, and I'm still seeing people say like, oh, I didn't know that Streamlabs, OBS yeah. and OBS were in partnership. So I, I can't believe um, that, Ben. That's, I think, the yeah. biggest surprise from this whole thing for me was... And the more I think about it, the more I realize, well, why why would people know? If people have only just started streaming and they've, they, you know, they Google the first few things and they find out about OBS, they wouldn't, they wouldn't think any otherwise. And that's exactly why Streamlabs decided to call it Streamlabs OBS to create that confusion. Um, but maybe I should have done a better job. I've spoken about it in countless videos. And then in my head, I think I speak about it loads because every single video that I record, I'm talking about it. I'm talking about how it's a fork of the original OBS software. But then... You know, people only watch one video and maybe they don't hear it. So just to reiterate, and I've got a video coming out this week talking about how you can move away from OBS Studio, sorry, how you can, how you can get back onto OBS Studio or if you've never <laughs> been on it before, the OG, the best software, the one that I've always recommended, um, how you can move away from Streamlabs OBS or Streamlabs as, a, as an alert provider or their chatbot or their tipping service uh, to alternatives. So I, I'm going to reiterate it there, but I want to want to say it here for anybody that's listening. OBS Studio is the original software. It's open source. Uh, it's been heavily made by by one guy in the uh, in the origins, a guy called Jim, who we've had on this podcast before. Um, and since then, it's now grown to a team of open source developers from all around the world contributing. And I think there's probably over 100 developers that have contributed to the code base that is OBS Studio. Part of it being open source means that anybody can take that code base, adapt it as they want, and you know upload that as an open source program. And that's what Streamlabs did. They took OBS Studio, they effectively reskinned it, um, added some of their Streamlabs features on top of it in terms of overlays and alerts and things like that. Um, and then packaged it as Streamlabs OBS. And what that tweet from OBS was saying was effectively the OBS team didn't want Streamlabs to use the three-letter acronym OBS in their name, but they did so anyway. And then they they later filed a trademark for Streamlabs OBS, uh, which is just beyond unbelievable. Um, there's a couple more tweets that OBS sent out saying that every single day it's causing issues in their support forums because they get people coming in demanding refunds from Streamlabs Prime. And it's it's a completely separate project, Streamlabs OBS and OBS Studio. And it's just created so much confusion. And you know, even I feel the effect of it, but I can't imagine how much more of a magnitude of scale it is for the OBS team. So this is really where like things kicked off because this, talking personally, my career would not exist without OBS Studio. Like that is the bread and butter of why my channel got big. But outside of that, I, I honestly think the streaming world is the size it is because of OBS Studio. The fact that we have this amazing free software that is constantly being improved. And if you have listened to my interview with Jim, which I think is like episode three of this podcast series, if you want to go back and listen to it, it's only short. He talks about how he was offered, he's been offered seven figures. And that was a year ago so, or a year and a half ago. So probably eight figures since then for OBS Studio. And he turns it down because he wants it to stay open source and free. So like, there couldn't be a nicer group of people to support and the software is incredible. It's still the best. It's still the most performant. And um, yeah, I mean, Streamlabs have really put their foot in it here uh, with these tweets coming out from OBS. To continue with the story, 
Um, we also saw, you know, some some people saying about how Streamlabs OBS even buys adverts targeting the term OBS and OBS Studio on places like Google and Bing, um, so that the top result, which is a paid for result, actually directs them to Streamlabs OBS, and that that is something that does happen in the business world. Like you probably will see um, companies, you know, bidding on keywords that the other company. Uh, ranks well for like that does happen but it's the fact that they're trying to confuse users into downloading obs like if you actually saw the market like the the link it was talking about the best obs and things like that and they're just trying to create all this confusion um uh what do we have next we had some users reaching out the people that used to work at streamlabs you want to you want to touch on that bit ben yeah i think um so if you're in here on the I'm trying to see what tweet you're on here. The please tag me. <laughs> this one here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, some of the actual employees from Streamlabs started speaking out about stories from working there um, who are no longer at Streamlabs for the most part. Some I think that even might still be there. Um, but really, we just heard a lot of stories from people about how the marketing team and, and the executive team at Streamlabs was really pushing a lot of um, unethical <laughs> business practices, to put it simply. Uh, I saw a couple of different stories. The one I have here, I think, is talking about how um, basically at an event, um, trying to make the the booth wheelchair accessible uh, was something that got her removed from <laughs> managing the event, which is pretty wild. Um, there were also, you guys might have seen the talk about how hard it is to cancel Streamlabs Prime for people right now. And it takes like, if you've gone through the the, the process of trying to do it, it takes like right? seven, yeah, insane amount of steps. And that that was something that is intentional and is not going to be fixed so that because it makes a ton of money for the business, essentially. So it's too profitable to remove or make better. Um, so stuff like that were some examples that we saw come out. There's a lot of threads from a lot of employees who've talked about this stuff. And I'm sure we'll see more probably as the snowball effect continues. Um, but it's kind of wild to see the actual employees talking about it as well. Uh, we're very privileged to be joined in chat by Exceldra, who is one of the um, developers of uh, OBS Studio. He he makes a lot of plugins for OBS Studio, some that I've covered on my channel. And he he even says the confusion is huge. I get questions all the time as to why my plugins don't work with Streamlabs OBS. So like this, basically anyone who's creating content or code or anything in the streaming market is struggling with the differentiating Streamlabs OBS and OBS Studio to users. Um, and thankfully, that's not going to be a problem anymore. But uh, let's keep going through these tweets. Um, we had a couple of high-profile streamers um, sort of raise this even higher. Pokemane being one, um, she tweeted from her, her second account, which still has a huge following. Uh, Streamlabs better resolve this entire thread of issues or I'll be asking them to take my face off the platform and look to use another donation service. Now, I saw a few people sort of saying like what do you want them to resolve and i kind of understand that because all the things that they've done in terms of the obs studio situation is in the past like they've created that confusion and they've filed for the trademark and all those kind of things so there's not much that they could necessarily do retroactively to remove that um but what was interesting that came out of this tweet was that pokemane's face on the streamlabs website wasn't a paid endorsement and i think i certainly and maybe a lot of other people thought that maybe she was in some way incentivized to have her face on the platform and, and someone like pokemane's face carries a lot of weight in terms of marketing budget like brands will pay a lot for pokemane to be on their website um so shortly after this her, her face was removed and uh, the the other stream uh, matt heafy his face was also removed uh, we will get onto that but you know it's mainstream when edwin edward snowden 
starts tweeting about <laughs> OBS Studio and the Streamlabs situation. It's, I think his first tweet was was talking about how all he sees from Streamlabs is is shady business practice. Uh, but this was the tweet that I thought we'd highlight here. I've been using OBS Project for years. It's good software, except no substitutes. And uh, I just thought this was awesome. Like when I when I speak to my parents at the weekend, they're like, "How how was your week? How's your week been?" I've been like, been covering news that Edward Snowden's been t- tweeting about, and then and then all of a sudden, like our worlds collide, and and they actually know who I'm talking about. So. Um, this was really cool to see. Uh, and then over the past sort of couple of days, we've seen a couple of resolutions. Streamlabs sent out their second apology tweet. Can you call it an apology tweet when it doesn't say sorry in it anywhere? Uh, <laughs> I'll read it out for the audio listeners. Um, Streamlabs' tweet, which was maybe a day or, or two days after all of this was blowing up. We are taking immediate action to remove OBS from our name. Streamlabs OBS is built on top of the OBS open source platform. Streamlabs OBS is also open source and our code is publicly available. We take responsibility for our actions and will support the community. So they've changed the name of, of Streamlabs OBS. It's now called Streamlabs Desktop. So yeah, uh, I guess I need to change the titles of any videos and and even the video coming out this week, I'm debating do I call it Streamlabs OBS, like moving away from Streamlabs OBS, or do I now refer to it as Streamlabs Desktop because that is technically what it's now called. So this is what it should have been from the start. Like there's no problem with Streamlabs using OBS's code and building some features on top of it, but they shouldn't have created the confusion. And Streamlabs Dex- Desktop, I think, is a better name anyway. And But it obviously, you know, they wanted to create that confusion so that hopefully they became the number one streaming software, even though they didn't build the difficult part of the software. Um, yeah. And the thing is, like, this is just a piece of it, I think. The real issue is that they went ahead and named it Streamlabs OBS, even after being asked not to by OBS. And again, OBS has just done so much for the entire space that, and they ask nothing in return, honestly, for everything that OBS offers that it just feels pretty scummy to see them not respect that request from OBS, especially after just building off their software, right? So, I mean, I guess it's good they did this, but it seems like there's not been a whole lot of positive response to this so far. Um, And the other issues that have come out still haven't been resolved. Like Lightstream, I, I still don't know where that's at, really. Um, and it's just one piece of it. So yeah, I'm we'll surprised. See where it lands. I'm surprised Twitch haven't said anything about that because obviously Twitch have partnered mm. with Streamlabs on um, what they're calling it, Streamlabs Studio or something, the Lightstream copy. Um, but really, Twitch should just if Twitch wants the ultimate good PR move, they should just go and partner with Lightstream. Like that would be the the best thing. The yep. community would love them for it. You know, um, keep beating this Streamlabs stick whilst it's down. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, this is like the the very most minor way of of trying to retrospectively fix it um i mean i have no doubt that people that aren't involved in this community people that don't listen to this podcast then they're gonna have no idea they're gonna see that streamlabs desktop changed their name they probably won't even see that they'll just open the same app that they've been opening for years and think it's the original and the one that everyone should be using but trust me guys and i'll be talking about this in my video this week the level of customization and the performance benefits that you get using OBS Studio over Streamlabs OBS, you'll be so thankful you've moved. I get that there may be a slightly higher learning curve, but really today, all we're talking, the, the main difference we're talking about is having to add a browser source to add your alerts versus just having the option directly built into the software. It's really, it's this streaming software I've used my whole time, like that I've been making content and streaming even before that. Um, and I was using XSplit before OBS even came out, the OBS Classic. So uh, you, you'll, you'll, not regret moving across and i'll have a video coming out uh, later this week hopefully just in a couple of days uh, covering exactly how you can move across and move all your scene collections and settings and things like that so 
fear not um gaming careers watches uh as i as i said both poker mains and matt and matt heafy's um images got removed from the website so now uh we have streamlabs's website just has like donation uh, ticker showing and um also and i do regret not cov not saying this because i thought about it whilst all the streamlabs community uh, this backlash was coming out streamlabs stream elements who are streamlabs's main competitor are also renaming their plugin which was called obs live and they're going to re rename it and make it uh, more obvious to people that it's a plugin for obs studio versus its own separate program because that is just as bad really um they they haven't done the same like shady business practice of trying to trademark the name and trying to fool people into thinking it's a different program um but it was a bit weird that they like made their own name and download where you could download both obs studio and their plugin together so it seemed like their own software it, they should just treat it as a plugin people should get used to installing plugins to enhance obs studio in the ways that they want to and um it's on content creators like me to help make that more obvious as to how you do it and all those kind of things so there'll certainly be more content coming out if you want to read more about this whole shabakle then i put together a, a, a twitter thread of um basically all of these tweets I've, I've retweeted them and shared shared my opinions all in one thread um and that that thread went you know for, for me semi-viral i think it has over over a thousand likes and and close to 500 retweets so um we'll leave that link in the description as well where you can sort of read more about the topics and if you want to read more people's opinions about each bit and as it develops i'll just be adding to that thread if there's any more news to share um then you're doing god's work sharing it in the in the in the <laughs> chat for me whilst i'm speaking so thank you for that um but yeah it's been it's been a crazy crazy week i think in the streaming world especially for for content creators like me that have have seeing this from the ground up and have maybe questioned it for a little bit um i'll just change the full screen here for us and and i i want to reiterate that streamlabs have sponsored content on my channel before like even as recently as um crossclip their like platform for making vertical video clips and i've turned down the any, any sponsored videos for actually streamlabs obs for quite a while now uh, because I haven't really felt comfortable recommending it when I really value what OBS Studio has done. Uh, but this puts an even bigger spin on how you deal with sponsorships and and which companies you do and don't want to work with. Because for me, they've crossed a line now, and I just don't see myself wanting to recommend any of their products, especially when so many people were sharing their stories of, of like little software tools that they've built and Streamlabs reaching out to them and asking them loads of questions about it and then coming out with their own competitor of it straight mm, after. Yeah. So it's just it's just shady business practice from from the beginning. And um, it's going to be really interesting to see how it develops, if they're going to try in any way to recoup all of this and actually have a proper apology or if they're just going to try and sweep it all under the rug. And just, you know, their user base is probably big enough that people don't care and don't know about all of this. So... It's yeah, been really that's interesting. The thing. I, I'm, I, you know, we're so immersed in the the Twitch world that we've seen all the tweets about. It, but it seems like there's quite a lot of people who have no idea this happened still, because um, it only really did happen mainly on Twitter. So if you're not following all this stuff, you might not have seen it. Um, so I just want to say too, like, good on the the teams for calling this stuff out, especially OBS for talking about that kind of thing, because that's the kind of thing we just never would have known unless OBS talks about it or people who've worked in Streamlabs and just talking about this kind of stuff. Um, and people come to support you if you actually 
talk about this kind of thing and have a good cause to stand on. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more, maybe stuff with Streamlabs, but other companies as well that are doing these kind of things. Um, and that hopefully the community can kind of come to the aid of these brands and, and influencers and other people who are being taken advantage of a little bit. I am, um, when all this news came out, I went back and listened to my interview with Jim, who's the the lead developer of OBS Studio. Because I, I know that back then I asked him a question about how he felt about Streamlabs OBS forking his software and then putting certain features behind a paywall and things like that. And um, unfortunately, his answer was like incredibly politically correct. And he was like, oh, it just motivates me to work harder on OBS Studio and things like that. I was really hoping for some spice because that, that would have just blown up the retweets on that. Um, but it's a really good interview if you do want to go back and listen to it. And hopefully we can get somebody from the OBS team on again um, to talk more about the software as it goes forward and just really um, help elevate their message of, of free software. And, you know, they're, they're supported by community donations and, and big platforms like Twitch and YouTube and Facebook, they all contribute to the development of OBS Studio and I can't recommend doing that enough. Um, we've probably waffled on about this long enough, but it was the main topic and it was what everybody wanted to hear our opinions on uh, this week. So uh, hopefully that has been a good summary. Like I said, if you want to dive into the details a bit more, then check out my thread on Twitter where, I, where I've included all of these tweets that we've talked about, especially for the people just listening on audio. I think that's probably going to do it for us, Ben, unless I've missed anything. Not too much. I, I do want to say if you are watching or listening, uh, we're trying to pull in more viewer questions going forward or listener questions. So uh, leave us a comment in chat. We have that on replay now or just on the YouTube comments or Twitter, wherever you want to leave it. Uh, we'll try and pull your streaming related question into our next episode. So I'd love to hear from you. All right. That'll do us. See you guys next week. Peace. See you.